Finally, I was beginning to worry that I had chosen wrong. Four months since I gave you my mark, and all you've done is wring your hands like it would wash off. The last man in your position chose to spare the High Overseer. That you would take the opposite route is interesting. How did it feel to kill him? Did it make you sick to your stomach, resorting to my abilities? Or did you enjoy the rush, the feeling of life flowing through you as it flowed out of Fisher? It doesn't matter to me, one way or the other. After all, you used them once, and you'll use them again. No matter how you feel about them, no matter your choices, know that I'll be watching you with great interest. Hello, everybody. Welcome to session zero of Dishonored, the Drunken Whaler Killings. Uh, as you can tell from the trailer, these guys are going to be playing a game in the Dishonored universe trying to stop a serial killer. Yay! I thought that was fairly appropriate since it's like a Victorian era, uh, era setting sort of deal. Yeah, seems all right. I'm trying to think of a really clever like Jack the Ripper-esque pun, but uh, it's not coming to me. Anyway, I'll, I'll let these fun friends of mine go ahead and introduce themselves colin how about you tell us some things about like the settings and I, how gameplay is going to uh, work i was i was gonna let you introduce yourselves and then do that i think it's useful to have the setting in order I to contextualize us not our characters well, i was i was i was gonna introduce the characters i was just introducing the players that was my oh, thing okay yeah, yeah never yeah. mind Hi, folks at home. The one who's like up Colin's ass is non-Euclidean cat, <laughs> as always. Uh, I'm Squares, or Chloe. I am Ape Law, but I just go by Ape usually. My name is Bobbin Threadbear. Are you my mother? <laughs> <laughs> you can make that joke forever, and I will still laugh at it. <sighs> Secretly, it's a Monkey Island joke. <laughs> Because Bobbin Threadbear never actually says that in Loom. That's true, he doesn't. Anyway, so yeah, Dishonored. Uh, it is a game made by Arcane Studios, who is, I, I think at this point, they are best known for Dishonored. But they also made the new Prey game, which is very good. Yep. And I've been Let's Playing it. Yeah, technically the game isn't, this tabletop game isn't even out officially uh not until the friday after we are recording this hmm. uh so we're, we're 
we're kind of a little bit early. I don't even have the physical book yet, but that should be coming soon, hopefully. Which is good. I can't believe I... we're doing crimes. They're also doing that. Um, they're also doing that game that's Friday. They're not. Uh, that's Groundhog Day with guns. Oh, Deathloop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin sibling is super, super into it already. Yeah, but Arcane makes really good stuff. They also made Dark Messiah and Might of Might and Magic. They did Who also knew? make Dark Messiah and Might and Magic. But yeah, Dishonored is basically what if Thief let you have magical powers, and that's really good. Yes. It's set in, like I said, in like a Victorian era style setting where uh, it's not steampunk, it's whale punk because all of the islands use whale fat or no, not fat, whale oil for like powering their stuff. Like, I don't know, walls of light that instantly disintegrate you if you're not attuned to them. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But uh, in, in, it's a little fucked up. In both games, you play as a character who has been framed for some stuff that they that they obviously didn't do because they're being framed for it. And well, it's not obvious that they didn't do well, it; they're being framed. It's obvious to the player. Okay, it's obvious didn't. in game because you watch somebody else do it. Yeah, but you the the player characters get marked by a being called the Outsider, which gives you your magical powers, and you spend the rest of the game either killing your targets that uh, you're sent to assassinate because you're a high chaos player, or if you're a low chaos player, you find alternate ways to deal with them. For instance, cutting out their tongues, shaving their heads, and sending them to work in their own salt mines. Again, it's a little fucked up. Non-lethal, it doesn't mean nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> non Some of the non-lethal options, I honestly would prefer to kill the guy. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest. And you can still get a low chaos run by only killing your targets and no one else. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way it works is like there's some math going on depending on how many people you kill, and you just don't many... get the chivo. Yeah. Well, what's the point then? Making them suffer. <laughs> this campaign is going to be set. Between the small amount of time from Dishonored 2 and Dishonored Death of the Outsider, and the reason for that becomes incredibly obvious if you have played Death of the Outsider. I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name. It's in the name. EA Sports. It's in the name. <laughs> it's only game. Why you have to be mad? But, uh, the... <laughs> so, the game... The tabletop game uses the 2D20 setting, which has been used in a couple games before. I think like the most famous example is the Conan the Barbarian tabletop game. But basically, what happens is you roll two or more D20s, and then you count the number of successes. And depending on how many successes you get, good things happen or bad things happen. And the goal is to get underneath a skill that you uh, set by combining two things together to get a number. Right, Possibly. so like, yeah, there's um, there's like two sets of stats, and like you basically add those two, and then maybe another number, and then like, so for example, if if you're trying to fight boldly, and your fight is four, and your boldly is five, then you want to roll a nine or lower. But if you're fighting boldly with a sword, and you have a sword focus, then that usually a adds a couple numbers to it. Talk about momentum. So basically, most 
difficulties are at one. That's like the default difficulty. So that's why you usually roll two dice. Uh, you can roll more than one dice if you do other uh, stuff. So to be clear, to be clear, we need to like interject something here. The The purposes of getting successes is that you have to get X number of successes where X is the difficulty of whatever task you're trying to perform. Right, and most tasks are set at one. Sometimes they can go up to two, usually not much higher than two, because at that point it's, it starts getting really hard. The scale does go to five. It, the scale does go to five. And like the book even says like sometimes it can even go above five if it's like exceptionally super hard to do, but you still want to give your players like the falsehood of chance. Yeah, the... Uh... The example that it gives for a difficulty five task is trying to prevent somebody from bleeding out when all of their limbs have been cut off, you have no medical tools, and you are in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah, five does not pop up very often, six even less so. Although <laughs> I think the, des- the description named for five is a bit misleading, is daunting. It's just called daunting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... When you roll the d20s, if you roll more than the number of six, if you roll more successes than the number difficulty is, then you gain a thing called momentum, which allows you to do extra stuff, like choose to roll extra dice. So, like, if you're if you really want something to succeed, you can choose to spend the momentum and roll three dice instead, or four dice if you want to not spend two momentum. And and to be clear, it's one momentum for every successful die roll after the first. Yeah. So well, if, after the success. Yeah. Yes. So like if they decide to roll three dice and it's a difficulty one, if they get if all three are successes, they just gained two momentum. And the momentum is not on a player basis. It is a pool that everybody can pull at once. And you can have a maximum of six. Yes. On the other hand, if if you've played Dishonored, you know that there's a system called Chaos, and we, we sort of briefly touched on it earlier. Basically, the more people you kill and the more like awful actions you do, the more chaos you cause in the world, and that depend and like how much chaos you cause in the world sort of changes how the levels later levels go. There's actually a chaos mechanic in the game where the GM gets chaos and could just choose to spend chaos to do other stuff. It's it's basically a balance to momentum. To make our lives harder. Yeah, it, it makes your lives harder, and it makes the game more fun. Like, honestly, like, chaos just existing in this game is fantastic, and that's, like, when I first read that, I was like, oh, okay, now I definitely have to run this, because momentum, the chaos seems really cool. One of the ways you can, one of the ways chaos can be added to the game is players can pull extra die for a roll. If I remember that yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you, we we have the ability to give the DM chaos points in exchange for goodies, and so it's a give and take. Yeah, and also like there's specific rules for like if you kill pointlessly, that just adds chaos. If you do something extremely stupid that causes a big ruckus, that just adds chaos the sessions just typically start with two chaos because there's always something there's always something going on that being chaotic adds chaos. Whoa. Who would have thought also the, um, 
the third number, the focus number, that's not added to the uh, difficulty range. That adds to the critical range. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, so heading back to momentum for a moment, another way that, well, a way to get bonus momentum is that by default, if you roll a one on the die, that is the critical success and you get, and if that roll would give you momentum, you get two points instead of one. And to start that the, your critical range is just one. But if you are using a, what did you say, Bob, in focus? Yes. If your focus yes. applies to the current roll, then the uh, range expands by your critical, or by your focus score, right? Or it becomes your focus score. Ah, yes. Focus score maxes out at four, I believe. Five. That's, yeah, five. Five. Okay. So. So if you would succeed and. If you roll in the critical zone, whether that's a one or that's your focus number, then you get two successes instead of one. And uh, that can that can go towards your skill test difficulty, or if you've already hit that, then that continues on into be- into becoming momentum. So that that's why difficulty five is so incredibly difficult because it is because you need to find a third die somewhere. But it is it is technically possible to succeed at a difficulty four with just two d twenties, but to hit a five yeah. is just doing something completely crazy. Yeah, minimum that requires the expenditure of two momentum gets you an extra die. I believe two chaos to the DM gets you an extra die. Yeah. It's an increasing cost the more dice uh, you buy. It's mm-hmm. one right. for one die, two for two, and three for three. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, one for one, two for the second, and three for the third. So if you want three, it costs six, which is your entire momentum pool. Right. And you can yeah. only ever buy five dice. So yes. if you spend your whole You're... momentum pool, you cannot then also buy chaos and get a yes, six. Your... It is explicitly stated in the rules that the max roll you can ever make is 5d20. There's also a thing called void points, which is which is based on characters. Basically, even if you don't, even if you aren't marked by the esoteric godlike being known as the outsider, you can still use void points to do stuff because whether you're whether you know it or not, you are connected to the void in some way. And the void is like basically what people who use magic draw from, and you can use your void points similar ways of, as like momentum and such. Uh, it's just on, on a character by character basis as opposed to a uh, group pool basis. But I think at this point we should go into rolling the actual characters. So, oh, a little bit more about the setting. Um, if you've played the first game, you know that the game takes place in a uh, city called Dunwall. That's where this campaign is being set. Oh, so it is specifically Dunwall. It is specifically Dunwall, and it is um, and it is like basically a week after the events of the second game. There's still bodies being cleaned out of the streets from when Delilah did her coup and just basically decided to kill a shitload of people for the shits and giggles. I've not actually played the second game. Yeah. Yeah, 
Sorry about that. Hmm. But um, but like, there's still trees all around. Like, there's still like there's still a tree in the throne room. There, Emily is currently using the fourth floor of Dunwall Tower as a temporary throne room because they're still trying. To, they're still getting huge chunks of wood out of, from the throne room. So she's been having a rough couple of months. First, she gets framed for for that, and then she has to deal with that whole situation. Now she's got a serial murder in her city going. Yeah, does not get a break. But I think it's this time we should start rolling, talking about the actual characters. So life's so hard when you're an empress. Yeah, yeah. So. I figure the easiest way to do this is go down Discord order. And the first person on the Discord is Ape. So, Ape, tell us about your character. Okay. Um, For my character, I went with the Miscreant archetype. And he is William Bloodknuckle Fowler. He is a bare-knuckle boxer and just general ruffian in... Uh, he's about 24 and let's see, um, how in depth do you want me to actually get with this? Or are we just naming? Uh, we can go with in depth later. Okay. I do want to mention though, uh, it mentioned a thing called archetype. Basically that is how that is the class of version of this game. So when you choose an archetype, you add, uh, stuff to your stats. Uh, there are, what? What styles are there? So, okay, it's as your skills. And, and styles. It's as your skills and styles. So all skills okay. start at four, and all styles start at four. And the skills are fight, move, study, survive, talk, and tinker. And styles are boldly, carefully, cleverly, forcefully, quietly, and swiftly. So he chose an archetype, and it, tell, it specifically tells him, okay, you can add, like, two... Two to this st- skill, one to the skill, and like two to this style or something right. like that. So yeah, he's um he's bold, he's brash, he's kind of suave, he's swarthy. Not right, is that the right word? It's got a swagger to him. Yeah, he's big. He's got a busted nose. You know, like that kind of thing. He's a large dude. He's not a subtle guy. Like. He's got a short, short brown cut hair. I'm, I, you know, um, you ever read the old comic, the punchline is machismo. Yes. Yep, I'm yep. thinking like commander badass, but like not as tank, not as built like a tank. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I picture for him. Yeah. So a bit slimmer, more like the bare knuckle boxer build. Yes. All right. Sounds. And we'll get into actual stats and stuff later. Yeah. Also, each character needs ha- to have at least two truths, I believe. We haven't the- talked about truths at all. Yep. Yes. Uh, so let's let's do that. Let's do that now. So each character in the game, be it an NPC or the PCs, have these things called truths, which are basically irrefutable facts about the characters. They can most of the time they're like little temporary things. Like you, like the game likes to use truths as like status alignments like you know temporarily blind temporarily deaf uh if you get flashbanged there are also um location truths that yes. basically 
help the uh, GM keep track of what's been going on. Yes. Like, the ladder is up or the ladder is down would be a location truth. Mm -hmm. So each player, I think the book says you need at least one, but uh, it it heavily suggests... Oh, you and do it, need at least two. I thought, and it gives I thought you it was... guidelines about what they should be. Okay, so there are t- so ape. The first one is basically a descriptor, like kind of like they live by a code. Um, they're very careful stuff. Like I mean, like well, stuff. no, they're just suggestions that they give, but they're good. Yeah, the second one is always going to be a flaw, and these are permanent truths that stay with your character for the duration of the campaign. So my first truth that I went for is bold. Okay. Basically, yeah, William doesn't do things in half measure, and he doesn't shy away from fights. That sort of thing. And I thought that was fairly good. Yeah. Fairly all right. Take constructive feedback, though. Uh, My second truth, which has to be a flaw, is um, I'm going with drunk. He's a drunkard. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. All right. These aren't set in stone until we actually start playing the game, by the way. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. So if, if they, anyone if, wants if, if these change, if these change between session zero and session one between between time. Sorry, but we talked things over and we decided something else was more fun or, or needed changing. So next up, uh, Bobbin. Yes, my character is the magnificent Monticelli. He is a stage magician in the grand tradition of Houdini. And with that in mind, I chose the inventor paradigm because uh, he builds, or archetype, because he builds all of his own um, stage props. And uh, that means I'm starting with uh, Study 6, Talk 5, Tinker 6, Boldly 5, and Cleverly 5. And as for focuses, I have gone with locks five and acrobatics three. Holy shit, locks five. God damn. <laughs> okay. That does make sense, though, if you're pulling Houdinis and, like, dunking yourself into tank- tanks, like, locked up in a straight jacket. All right. So, cat. Oh, oh wait, whoa, wait, wait, before we do that. Uh, so, what are your truths. two truths? Yes. What are your two truths there? Well, um,. Also, in the vein of Houdini, uh, the Magnificent Monticelli is also a debunker of spiritualism. He finds people who claim to have supernatural powers or access to supernatural sources and proves how they are using stage magician tricks in order to fool their audiences. In another life, you would have been a great overseer. And... With that in mind, the truths I have chosen are truth seeker and prideful. All right, so now we'll move to Cat. Cat, tell us about your character. Okay, so I am playing Friend Harlow. Yes, Friend is my first name. You want to fucking fight about it? <laughs> Must have had some real interesting parents. However, most people just wind up calling me Preacher. That's because when I get going, I tend to sermonize a little. I'm playing the Courier playbook. 
somebody who transports goods, information, occasionally people, either throughout the city or between cities throughout the empire. And I'm very specifically doing the latter. Uh, the courier has a focus on moving quickly and talking quickly. So I have, uh, get back to my character sheet, I have a six in move, a six in talk, and I am given a choice between adding one to either tinker or survive, and I have taken survive because I am routinely crossing the massive rural areas between cities. So that seems like a thing I ought to be good at. The, the ocean? Yeah. yeah, most of these are uh, coastal. The whole setting takes place on an island chain. That's just... Yeah, uh, I have the map in front of me, so this is what I'm basing it off of. Yeah, that's that's basically... I want to try and give a size comparison. That entire thing is probably about the size of the UK, and you like if you go... If you see the world map, there's like a continent the size of Australia that just absolutely dwarfs it. Yeah, but I figure that's not going to be important, so I'm not really no, considering no. it. No, and like, and survive, survival will come in handy. Like, I'm not going to yes. dissuade you from talking, to, from like and, going away. From and survive. also, so specifically, the uh, the courier does have the option in their belongings of taking a carriage, which I did not, a cart, which I did not, or a boat, which I did. Okay, so I'll get as close as I can, sea wise, but then whatever the rest of the length of the journey is, is on foot. And that can be pretty long and pretty harsh, depending on exactly where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And either way, the ocean is also pretty harsh. So surviving a storm is certainly a way to invoke that skill, I would say. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention about the setting. Like, all of the animals in the setting are monsters and would love to eat your face. Like, all of them. Yeah, people don't have dogs. They have wolfhounds. Even the barnacles are dangerous. The whales have teeth. <laughs> the whales have teeth Lots and tentacles. Have teeth. Yeah, some whales do have teeth. The whales have, like, big, big teeth and tusks, though. Dogs are less dogs and more dogs that are crossbred with crocodiles. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous how incredibly dangerous every single animal in this setting is. Barnacles are the size of your torso. I can spit acid at you. Yeah. Anyway. I imagine like even the horses start with war horses and go up from there. Yeah, probably. And don't even get started on the rats. <laughs> so, Kat, uh, <laughs> what, what's the two truths about friend? For my, for my styles. Oh, styles, I had yes. The yes, I had the choice between adding one to two of either careful, clever, or quiet. And I chose clever and quiet. Okay. I chose to askew careful. I have not split the numbers on my two focuses yet, because I haven't picked which ones I want. I do want to take free running, because moving about the city quickly is something that I do on the regular. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the other thing can have to do with moving around through the rural area. Uh, there's a... I, I will look into it more, but I have not uh, 
gotten that yet. There's another thing where I am a talky person. My other big skill is talking. So I could be taking negotiate or persuade. So I thought we weren't gonna, weren't getting into this yeah, just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I forgot. We can go back to yours, Ape, in just a second. Well, we haven't even We're, talked about the skills and the styles and all that yet. Oh. Well, I mean... Oh, Bobbin stats. started doing it, so I yeah, started doing it. Yeah, Bobbin did it, so... It, it's just, it's just I, the stats. Yeah, I had gotten everything done already, so I just listed what I had. Uh, so, truths. But we can leave the rest of my numbers and such aside for the time being truths is uh my first one is the people come first the job comes second i am a very people oriented individual i uh, i do not isolate myself as many of my calling do i stay on the street i get to know people most people on the ground level know my name and face. And uh, it's, for the most part, positive. But some people maybe have some mixed feelings about me because my, uh, my second item, my second truth is I am unable to control my passions. <laughs> I, uh, I have a bit of a, 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 a complex of people uh, exploiting or uh, it's otherwise harming the the most vulnerable of our collective society and when i when i catch somebody doing that i tend to attempt to dissuade them from doing that by which i mean that i convert like four city blocks into this like massive hell maze and i put them through it while yelling at them about like all the wrong shit that they did and all the people that they harmed and at the end of it, they either learn their lesson or die. <laughs> yeah. And so, I'm, I, and so people Dark. kind of know about me because uh, they, they hear me, like, screaming at these people about all the horrible shit that they've done. All right. All right. And then... Does that oh. make... Are you the serial killer we're trying to find? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> this is a different serial killer. Which leads us finally down to uh, Chloe. So Chloe, do you want to go back and let Ape do his numbers first? Oh or yeah, yeah. Do you Ape, want to Ape. let me do that? Yeah. Okay. Wait, sure. Ape, Hold on a second, ahead. Colin. The way that you phrased that sentence is Chloe the serial killer? No. Nobody here. I none of the be. players are the serial killer. You don't know that yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are going to give me a lot of chaos. <laughs> okay. So, um, for my skills, um, I have got. Fight at six, survive at six, and talk at five. My styles are: I have, uh, I had two points to split between, and I uh, went with boldly for five and forcefully for five. My focuses are: uh, I have five brawling, uh, three resolve, and um, two persuade. All right. Oh, you got three focuses. I have an extra. I had an extra. I had. Um, I had eight points to split between two, and then uh, I got a bonus two at the end. Okay. So, Uh, what's the bonus two? The persuade. So I got five, three, two. No, I mean, like, what? What of your archetype uh, does that for um, you? It's in putting it all together. Don't you all get? I'm not seeing the miscreant. Focuses. You may gain. 
putting it's at the very bottom. And then oh, under putting it all together, focuses, you may gain an additional focus with a rating of plus two or oh. plus one to each of your two existing focuses. Did you all huh. not do that? No, I didn't see that. No, I did. Oh, yeah, did yeah. Not. Focuses, you may gain additional focus with a rating of two or at plus one to two. Yep. You still can't increase huh. it above five that way, though. Understood. That does mean that effectively you could start with both of them at five. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Noted. So, and then part of the miscreant I have as my belongings, I have a sturdy sword by default, and then I got to choose between a helmet or brass knuckles, and I, of course, took brass knuckles. Uh, my talent that no, I no, chose... Don't, don't, no, 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 don't talk okay. about talents. Not talking because, about talents yet? Uh, no, specifically because uh, being marked by the outsider eats a talent, and I want to sort of save that for choosing who gets marked. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, Chloe. Hey. What's your character? What's their deal? My character is Bliss. Just Bliss. No last name. None <laughs> of your business. Valid. Bliss is the guide, which is an archetype that is for people that, you know, uh, to help people find their way around things. Similar-ish to uh, the career, but different in a couple different ways. So, Bliss is basically a runaway that is now way too old and knows the city like the back of her hand. And her, uh, her skills are... She has six in survive, six in move, and five in talk. Damn, that's all of us. <laughs> right? Everybody's really good at surviving. <laughs> well, talking. Everybody has five or better in talk. Mm, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for me because I get punched in the face for a living. I don't know what the hell your <laughs> excuses well, are. I could actually, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. It makes more sense if she is a fort because it's the plus one. She has, yeah. It makes more sense if she has a five in tinker instead of a five in talk. So I'll just move her plus one to make it more evenly spread around for all of us. Right on. From the way that you uh, described the character to me, like that definitely makes more sense. And her style, she gains plus one to any two carefully, forcefully, or swiftly. Bliss is not a careful person, so she has <laughs> five in forcefully and five in swiftly. Her focuses are street, uh, five streetwise and three tracking. And her two truths, her two truths are no one will look out for you and don't look down on me. All right. And so this brings us to each character is supposed to get a talent. However, I felt it was necessary to allow these guys to duke it out to try and get marked by the outsider, which takes a talent. And Chloe didn't want to be marked and Ape didn't want to be marked. So it came down to Bobbin and Cat. And I don't know who to choose because they both would be so good to mark. I mean, my entire pitch was going to be, <laughs> I'm Joe Taro and I can stop time and punch you in the face a lot. Well, here's my pitch. I figured that I would get the outsider's attention by trying to dismiss all of the void cults, including the outsider worshippers, as just a bunch of fringe nonsense. So his 
his thought was, okay, so what, what happens when a doubter gets irrefutable proof? And I have, I would have surprised him by going, oh, so this is factual. I bet this would help me with my act. <laughs> okay, cat. Can you beat that? Uh, well, my pitch is that. So I would have initially caught the outsider's attention because of everything I described with the whole hell maze thing. Yeah. Fair H- enough. However, upon meeting me, actually, because I believe I've only experienced Dishonored through Let's Plays, but I believe that you like actually communicate with the outsider. When you get marked, it's not like just like you yes. wake up with it. But yeah, you, you just right, show correct. up in the void. He talks to you for a bit, smacks your hand, and then uh, off you go. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, your left hand is all the left hand is always the one that's marked. Yeah. So, um, so at that point, it becomes confirmed that what everybody's been saying about the outsider is true, and I know that the outsider has been harming the weakest of our people by giving these chaotic hell powers to dangerous actors basically for their own amusement. So this whale-associated twink-ass-looking motherfucker deserves to get shoved in the universe's biggest hell maze, and I am going to be the one to do it. The thing is, you were beat 4,000 years ago. The 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 whole thing of the outsider is that he is in the hell maze. He's at the end of the hell maze. He's been there for 4,000 years. All right. Well, obviously it was a pretty good prototype, but it needs some adjustments, some improvements because he obviously hasn't learned his lesson and no one's killed him. (laughs) So it hasn't worked. So I have a job to do. Nobody's killed him yet. Uh, and it's still is still so good, and I still cannot decide who would be more fun to mark someone who would legitimately hate the outsider so that so they would want to kill him or someone who doubts the outsider and would be like, "Oh hey, cool, I can use my I can use actual magic in my act, so guess what I'm fucking letting a bot decide so man, way to evade a responsibility. Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. It's 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 great. And the winner is, and the winner is Bobbin. Okay, so that's one Bobbin. win for me and one win for Bobbin and because one, you fucking uh, rolled yeah, earlier. I did the, I did this. Yeah, yeah. So, let's make it best on. of three. This, Why not? Yeah, let's make it best of three. Still, Bobbin. Uh, I sorry. will concede with grace. I'm sorry. So. Bobbin, you do not get a class talent because in order to be marked by the outsider, you need to take the talent that specifically lets you be marked by the outsider. But as for everyone else, uh, Ape, which talent did you choose? I went with uh, Fight Dirty. When you attempt a fight test to make an attack and you buy one or more dice by adding to chaos, you may inflict plus one stress for each die you you bought by adding to chaos. All right. Cat... Did you choose a? Uh, I did you choose a talent in the off chance that I did weren't going to uh, get? Marked? Let me get back to okay. my page. I believe that I chose friends everywhere, which is I gain an additional contact with a neutral relationship. 
All right. And then Chloe, which one did you choose? <laughs> you already know the one I chose. Uh, I know, but say it for the say it for the viewers, listeners, companion. whatever. You have a companion, typically a wolfhound. I'm not going to read the rest of yeah. it. Because it's just a lot of text. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of text and rules shenanigans. But, like, yeah, Chloe has a dog. And I use the word dog in, like, the loosest sense. Because, as I said earlier, it is a dog, like, crossbred with a crocodile. Honestly, it might be more accurate to dog describe wolfhounds as rats and crocodiles. True. They look kind of like you stretched out a Tasmanian tiger. Pretty and then also much. made it, like, three times as large. Yeah. And I think that's it for, like, rules mechanics, aside from you guys forgetting, like, or not even noticing that uh, you get uh, two extra focus point stuff. I noticed. Uh, there's there's some other things. There's there's some equip. Yeah, there's some equipment stuff here. Uh, it says, in addition to the equipment listed in the character's archetype, you gain appropriate clothing for day-to-day wear. Lodging is appropriate to the character's status, whether a room at the inn, at an inn a small dwelling in the slums, a townhouse, etc., etc., as well as 150 coin to spend on additional starting equipment. No more than 50 coin may be saved. Any more than that is lost. And then Bobbin, as well as that, all that, you get two runes worth of powers that you can spend as you see fit. You cannot save them. They have to be spent. And this is purely because this way you don't just save one and then just immediately take time bend. Well, I I believe what it says is that I can start with one power that is worth up to two rune costs. Oh, is that? Uh, okay, I can't actually find the rules and, for it. Uh, so I out was... of the list, I can only ever access six powers and six enhancements. And after choosing them at character creation, I can then gather and spend runes to access yes. them. Yes. So I'm I'm starting with Blink. Oh, okay. The classic. Yes. It, and particularly useful for a stage magician. Yes. Feel free to, like, reflavor how you Blink, because I honestly think that each power should be unique to the person who is marked, because it's like a reflection on them. And yeah, even though both Corvo and Dowd had Blink... Dowd's worked differently because he's a, like a lot more thoughtful and precise and planned than Corvo was, which is why like his blink also stops time when he's not moving. It seems like he's a whirlwind, but he's like actually extremely calculating. Flashbang! It's like a smoke bomb going off at my feet. There you go. All right. Uh, um, so I have taken my focuses. By the way, I've figured those out now. Okay. I took a, I took a five in free running. I took a three in negotiate, and I took a two in wilderness. Um, hmm. I might try to dissuade you from wilderness because even though it makes sense in character, I can't see it coming up in game. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want you to completely waste that. So, is this going to be take? Is this going to take place exclusively within the walls of the city? Pretty much, yeah. Unless, like, you want to go out on your own for whatever reason, but I can't think of um, 
I'd never thought of it going outside the walls of the city. Okay, so then let me ask you which one of these two would be better. Would resilience, which is the ability to withstand physical hardships, including the effects of disease, poison, and other lingering ailments, or streetwise, the ability to survive without comforts or shelter in an urban environment, knowledge of the seedier side of urban life? I would say streetwise would be more likely to come up and probably fits your character better. Okay. Done and done. All right. Should we talk about contacts? Because we all get two, and I have a skill that gives me three. Yeah. Yeah, so contacts. Everybody starts with at least one, it looks like. Oh, yeah, I've, I've picked mine. Okay, let me get this written down. Where do you go to look them up, BTW? I don't know. What, contacts? Yeah. I think you just make one up. Yeah, I think it's just, like, freeform. Yeah. Ah, It's just, like, a thing for fleshing out your character. Just, Hmm. like, a person you know. Okay. All right, so, Ape, do you know who William's contact is? Or do you need more time to think on that? I didn't come up with one. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll move on to the next one. Bobbin. The owner of a local theater. Okay, I'll come up with a good name for him later. It is a neutral contact, so that made sense to me. Yep. So, Kat, do you have one, or uh, do go, you need more time? Go to Chloe. All right, Chloe. Yeah, my contact would be my... uh. <laughs> remarried into nobility sister that I haven't seen in like 15 years. <laughs> I'll put remarried to nobility sister, comma, estranged. <laughs> Look, they're family, but they haven't seen each other in 15 years. And also, yes. Bliss kind of looks like she eats rats. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And so... Here's here's the thing. Like, I'll the other the other two can tell me their contact later. Where does it say in the book about like how you decide the relationship level of your contact? It starts neutral. Starts neutral for all of them. Yes, unless it oh. says otherwise in your archetype. I decided what my contact is. Uh, it's a uh, uh, it's okay. the bartender at my second favorite bar. Of second favorite bar. Okay. Why the second? I guess I'm too chummy with the first one. <laughs> Alright, so I have a I have my contact in Dunwall who like gives me my jobs as one of them. Job giver. Okay. I have uh, some kind of local community leader for like the poor folk. How legal? Because there could be, there there could be an opportunity to chum up with some gang members in this campaign. Um, it's going to very much depend on like I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be chummy with a uh, with the leader of a gang who like fucks with civilians. Okay, that's that's I mean, the Bottle Street Boys only do, like, uh, they only, like, make drugs. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they made fake cures for the rat plague. They only watered down. They just watered them down very heavily. 
Oh, this is true. That, also, that cure didn't work. You're the one <laughs> who goes in there and starts putting rat guts and shit in there. I didn't say that they were poisoning them. I just said that it was fake. Anyway, you're the um, fake cure. <laughs> I think you're the fake cure around here. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to say that I've got some sort of like information broker in with the higher classes. Okay. All right. So uh, here's w- one more thing I want to do, which is I want each of you to like have like a connection to each other. But like not to all of you guys at once. I want I want all of you to at least be a friend of a friend. So like Bliss knows Monticelli, but they don't know friend, but Monticelli knows friend, but doesn't know William, etc. I will say that three of us appear to be on the circuit. Yeah. Like traveling back and forth between various towns and cities in this empire. Yeah. That Makes, William that makes knows where the fight is. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it with in the character order in roll twenty. So, Bliss, which character do you already know, and how do you know them? Shit, that's my answer. <laughs> um, I know shit. <laughs> Good, because I don't know shit. I can skip you if you want to come back to that later. I am crushed by the amount of choices I have. There's three different people I could pick. Yeah, there's three whole people. <laughs> so I think like uh actually, you know, I'm gonna go with the not obvious answer. I'm gonna go with Blissno's uh blood knuckle because uh Maybe you're a fan. <laughs> yes. Bliss has tried on many occasions to get uh Blood Knuckle. She always calls him Blood Knuckle. Never William. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my fighting name. Yeah. To teach her how to fight because Bliss is notoriously bad in a fight. Uh, um, which is a shame because she gets in a lot of fights. Yes, which is a shame because Bliss, Bliss runs her mouth at the first opportunity. <laughs> Alright. So, friend... Who do you know already, and how do you know them? Uh, 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 I am going to say, because Bliss and I are in very similar lines of work, and so it would make sense to me that we've run into each other more than once. Maybe you've even worked together a couple times. Could be. Already. On a, on a job in the city of Dunwell itself. I guess. Yes. I keep saying done well, like it's W E L L, but it's done wall. Done wall yeah. in crystal. Monticelli, who do you know already and how? I figure I would know Preacher because I've hired them to um, very important items and equipment. Uh, when I you know, get to a job, something breaks, I need replacements fast. I can always count on Preacher to get the job done. Before uh, all right, the show begins. All right, and William, who do you know ahead of time, and how do you know them? Uh, I want to say Monticelli, and I'm figuring like maybe he's done magic shows at the same location. We've had the boxing matches or something. Maybe he's open for boxing matches. <laughs> 
You're both entertainers. You probably meet up when you're yeah. traveling from place to place occasionally. Like we meet at a bar, find out we've got surprising amount of things in common. Mm-hmm. I can make teeth disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I've been punched by angry fans uh, more times than you would have thought. Maybe I, I taught you how to take a probably how to take a fist so that next time it happens, you don't get knocked stone cold. Oh, how to take a fist, huh? Or, you know what I mean. Don't. <laughs> how to take a punch. Don't. Okay. Don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> and the, like, Save I don't the know innuendo guys... for the game, please. Innuendo is a focus. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, hey, uh, Ape, you had mentioned in the Roll20 that you, that you had the thought of having William be like an intractable flirt. Is that still a thing? Yeah, that's still like the thing. He's like, yeah, very open and comfortable with himself, I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the best part about this is like, I don't I know you guys didn't plan it, but nobody chose knowing the same person ahead of time like you all chose different people which is neat so like everybody so like Made at least one chain. of you is going to be a stranger to everybody <laughs> or to yeah everybody's going to be a stranger to somebody at some point you know what's also fun is that in this game based off a game of sneaky stabby nobody took the sneaky stabby class that's the obvious choice you know, I thought before I like really started looking at numbers, I had planned to take swiftly as one of my moves or as my uh, my skill, but that wasn't allowed to me. So I had I oh. I had planned to have a sort of like like smaller, more unseen movement within the city itself, but that is not a thing that is open to me at the start. Okay. I'm also debating on if I should let you guys start with a bone charm, but I think that would be more fun to like find in character. Hmm. And I don't want to overwhelm you guys with like stuff at the onset. So I think I'll just hold off on that. But it sounds like we're done, and it sounds like you guys are ready to try and what about factions? catch factions. Oh, um Because hmm. apparently Fulfilling your faction goals is one important way of gaining void points. Incidentally, you gain one void point at the start of every session, and you have a maximum of three at the start of the game. And you can increase that uh, maximum by leveling up. It's one of your level-up options. Yeah. I'm trying to find where the factions are, even. Well, the, the way factions tie in is like starts at page 43, and then the list of factions uh, starts on page 134. Although we might want to make up our own factions, because these are mostly just yeah. uh, suggestions that have oh. tie-ins to the games. Yes, Cults of the Outsider... Yeah, because I'm looking yeah, at like watch. the the fucking Imperials. No, the Abbey of the Everyman. No, Cults of no. the Outsider. No, City Watch. No, they they fucking beat up the people that I'm all about. They even have the Loyalist Conspiracy from the first game in here. Because yeah, you can start like, in any era. Yeah, 
Well, the loyalists are technically still around. Like, the loyalists didn't just disappear. The loyalists are more like, we just want what's best for the Empire, and maybe we just need to get Caldwell off the throne. Break more witches? No. <laughs> the whalers? No. <laughs> Ball Street Gang? Dead Eels Gang. Go, go. <laughs> Definitely not the Dead Eels. <laughs> <laughs> the Navy? Yeah, yeah, you guys might want to invent your own factions. I mean, there's any number of. Well, my faction groups. is obvious Circle of Magicians. Okay. Our faction goals are to expose other. The, expose the secrets of charlatans, but keep our own secrets safe. <laughs> All I can think of is Arrested Development, and you just. You in the picture, front and center, uh, holding the sign that says, We demand to be taken seriously. Uh, All right. That's a good. Does anybody else have a faction? I'm coming up with one right now, and it's going to be a similar, similarly like career based one to Bobbins. So. I was thinking, actually, I would take one of the more vanilla ones and say that uh, Bliss actually has some contacts within the witches because they trade in information because they're all about, like, secrets and things people aren't supposed to know. But that doesn't make any sense at this point in the, like, story because the witches are definitely on their way out. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. If the witches are not... Whatever witch is not dead or already out of Dunwall is desperately trying to leave Dunwall. Yeah, Delilah was out of the picture like 10 years ago at this point. It was 15, but 15. also she was... She got came, better. Yeah, she, she got better, and then she didn't get better anymore at the end of 2. Huh. <laughs> yeah. 2 is really good, by the way. They hmm. even explain how she got better. It's and it's like the best mission in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was that's a fun mission. I won't go into spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go into spoilers with that because that mission rules. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Bliss to know some folks in the Bottle Street Gang, just because like it pays to know somebody who can put some shit together. Yeah, I don't think Slackjaw's in charge anymore. I think Slackjaw like went legit after narrowly avoiding being like stewed and eaten by granny uh, granny rags. But the Bottle Street Gang is definitely still around. Yeah, the Bottle Street Gang's uh, little flavor text thing just says getting out of the way is what they do. They pass information along. They uh, scavenge after more powerful people, run through a neighborhood, and do terrible things. But otherwise, just sort of... Um, they're bootleggers. They're opportunists. Yeah. And, and opportunists, yeah. They, they get by by not making a fuss. Okay. And then... So, my faction is the Letter Carriers. We are something of a, an, an empire-wide union of couriers. We, we all have like little badges that we wear on the insides of our coats to show each other. Being associated with the letter carriers tends to get you better jobs and better prices, but you are held to a stricter standard of operation. And... I suppose the the sort of like the 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 ethos the the thing that the letter carriers embody is 
service in secrecy. When we have clients, we don't talk about them to other people. We just get the job done and we get a job as near to perfection as we possibly can. All right. And I forget, I'm sorry, I forgot if eight went over his or not. Yet no, I'm already. still trying to figure us out because, okay. again, I'm, like, none of these seem to really fit my entire deal. Like, the closest I can get here. You could know, belong I'm, to, like, a fight club. Yeah. Like, the closest in the listed ones is maybe the Navy. Maybe mm-hmm. I do work on Because, like, William is an adventurous sort and just like, hop on a ship and go somewhere just for the sake of going somewhere. And Big Burly Man would be fitting on a ship. So maybe he's done naval work. I don't know. I'll figure this yeah, out. You can do that. You can you can make one up. You don't have to do it tonight. Like we can just like it's it's fine. You don't have to like come up with something right now on the spot. But uh, Navy could fit. You could also have like a underground like boxing club that uh that is also part of your fact that could be a faction that you belong or just to. Just like a legitimate boxing yeah organization. That too. Yeah, but underground is always more fun. Is it though? Not everybody has to be a criminal. <laughs> they don't really hang together though, is the thing. Mm. By the way, the uh the 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 last focus I took, the the two focus was resolve. Ah, okay. So I believe we are done and ready to fucking Let's see here. Catch a serial killer. Hopefully. We do have to buy some stuff, but I don't think we need the. Yeah, like that doesn't need to be done on camera. Let me see here. Let's. I'm just looking through the uh, the bookmarks, even though they're not real. They at least have names. We went over the basics of gameplay mechanics and everything else we can cover as it comes up. We went over momentums and truths. We went over chaos. We went over void void point void points words. We did not go over scenes and stakes, but that'll come up when we actually play. We didn't cover combat, stealth, or intrigue, or tracks, but again, that'll we can cover that when we actually play. We covered chaos. We did not talk about experience, but that's another thing we could talk about in play. We covered our characters pretty thoroughly. Weapons, armor, other signature equipment and upgrades that can be done off camera. Yeah, that's rule garbage. Bone charms is something you said you're still figuring out. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I know how they work, but, like, it's it's just a matter of, I don't want to hand them to you at the, at the offset. Like, you, you'll have opportunities to find them. And it looks like the rest of this is setting information. Yeah. Well, incidentally, I have uh, chosen the six powers and six enhancements that... I would like the uh, Outsiders marked grant, so you can just okay. take a look at that and give like the final approval. All right, uh, let me take a look here. Uh, yes, point points. Oh, okay. Blink, bend time, dark vision, far reach, mesmerize, eye within. Yeah, that seems fine. Bend time is like ridiculously good. By the way, Bentheim basically says you move twice and everyone who tries to act against you acts 
at such a gigantic penalty that they might not, they may as well not even try. It's been time. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think we're done. I think we're done. So thanks for listening, everybody. Next time we'll actually play a damn game. Mm-hmm. I promise. I don't promise. Even if no one else will, I promise. I promise nothing and I deliver on nothing. <laughs>